Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Coach the Coach Radio. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program, the no-cost business development strategy for coaches who want to spend more time serving local business clients and less time selling them. Go to brxambassador.com to learn more. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach the Coach Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Tom Hamp and Catherine Baker with Open Book Selling. Welcome. Thanks, Lee. Now, before we get too far into things, Tom, why don't you tell us a little bit about Open Book Selling? Um, who are you serving and how do you do it? Sure. So, you know, Catherine and I have been uh, business coaches for over 10 years, and she approached me at the end of 2019 and said, hey, I've got this uh, idea. Um, we know we both have had clients that have been uh, in difficult situations, and a lot of it has to do and revolve around the sales processes and departments within companies. And we think that the gap, the real big gap in those is the sales manage, manager position. So um, we, she kind of said, hey, this is the model I'd like to go with. She presented it to me. We kind of said, hey, we think this is a real big need in the marketplace. And so uh, near the beginning of 2020, timing was great in the middle of COVID, but uh, in the beginning of 2020, we started this company called Open Book Selling to where we would come in and provide what we call fractional sales managers and or sales leaders to be able to lead your organization or put uh, help you with some sales projects in, within your company. Now, is there a meaning to the phrase open book selling? Yes, I'll let Catherine handle that because she came up with that. Uh, yes. So that's sort of our life philosophy. And it's uh, one thing that Tom and I have always been aligned on with our work is just being an open book, being transparent in all things. And we love to think about when we're out, when either we're in a sales situation or the people that we work with when they're in a sales situation. It is about finding a true fit and, and finding value and selling things that people really need and they're going to help them. So in terms of an open book, everything should be clear and transparent in all things that we do as well as in the sales process. So that's where it came from. And when you're working with clients, are you going in there as uh, coaches, consultants? Are you rolling up your sleeves and doing some of the work as well? Like what is your role with the organizations that you serve? In most cases with our sales leaders, as Tom mentioned, so we have sales leaders and they typically would work with four or five organizations. That's, that's the max that they would work with because they're managing the sales teams in each of those organizations. The work that they do is really a mix, actually. We have a coaching approach, so we always want to go at things in terms of coaching people, helping them, supporting them, be successful in their selling role that they're in. So we definitely have a coaching approach, but it is blended with the consulting side of advising, sharing best practices, working with them to build the right process, uh, the messaging that they're using. So there's other elements to it. It's definitely a strong mix. And that mix looks different with every company that we work with, but definitely our focus is on coaching and coaching those sales team members that we're working with or that our sales leaders are working with to try to make them as successful as possible. So firms aren't hiring you to be their sales team. They're hiring you to help manage their salespeople. Absolutely. So per, good, good question there, because sometimes there is a little bit of confusion. We plug in as a fractional sales manager. 
So a team that exists of, say, three to four people, oftentimes we run into a situation where a business owner has grown a nice business, they've got three or four salespeople, and the business owner has continued to manage the team and think about sales every morning when they get up. But on the other side of it, they're, they're trying to run the business. And as Tom alluded to, we've both been working with business owners for the past 10 years. And it's one of the things that always seem to get in the way of business owners focusing on their business. They were so involved with the sales team. um, It was just a real stressor for them. So we can go in and actually manage the sales team for them. Now, obviously, we work very closely with the owner to make sure we're aligned on strategy and everything else. But yes, we step in and one of our sales leader acts as the sales manager for that company. Now, do you have a methodology that you put into place or do you kind of flex to whatever the, the client is doing at the time? Well, Tom, why don't you take it? Yeah, I'll take it. So yeah, we certainly have what we call a discovery day with the owner uh, and all the par- principles within that organization, including the sales reps and support team and that type of thing. So one of the things that we really do is we really try to customize how we operate. Now, we have certainly have our tenants that we we stick to the way we've done it and that type of thing, but we're, we're certainly flexible and we want to kind of, as Catherine mentioned, we want to come alongside you to make sure that we're doing it the way that you've kind of done it over the years, but certainly put our flavor into it. But we also bring the accountability, taking that sales piece off the owner's plate or helping that current sales manager uh, because he's overwhelmed, he or she's overwhelmed with their responsibilities going forward. So really it's a, it's a give and take. It is a, a little bit of flexibility on trying to f- facilitate the current process, but also putting in new uh, structure to help move that sales forward. Now, when it comes to um, certain types of clients, does this work better in certain industries or does it, um, do you have kind of a sweet spot where this is a good fit for you guys? Yeah, the, Catherine had mentioned it too, is that the sweet spot is this, um, uh, maybe a sales owner that overtaxed with all the responsibilities. I, I actually have a client that's doing all three, running a company, uh, doing the sales and selling herself. Um, so again, those type of opportunities, but yeah, the, the sweet spot three or more sales reps to where um, we can help them on a, um, you know, on an ongoing basis and more business to business type opportunities, not necessarily business to consumer, but um, our sweet spot isn't quite there, but again, the business to consume. So it's industry agnostic. It'll work in professional service and technology manufacturing. Yeah, absolutely. Should, should really, it's been successful across all, all those types of industries. Yeah. Now, can you share a story where uh, you've been able to work with the team and take them to a new level? Yep. So one of them right now is um, uh, a company that we're working with is uh, they have uh, a nationwide, they're representative nationwide. So what we have to do is we really have to plug into helping this sales manager um, really get his arms around exactly what what they're trying to accomplish. He grew up in the business as an engineer. He doesn't have as much sales um, experience as you would like. So what we have done is come alongside him and help him um, really understand what needs to happen. Maybe put some more accountability things in place than he had had um, because you're going to have those veterans that are probably going to be hesitant to change uh, those types of things. But also um, they're trying to do some different things that haven't really caught on. So we're trying to bring our expertise, come in and, and put some things into place that we know have been tried tried in the past and have been very successful. So that's kind of one of those situations. 
Now, uh, now that you've been co- going to market with the, this is kind of a new idea. There's been fractional help in a lot of other parts of the organizations. Um, and I haven't seen it in this role before. Has it, have your customers been open to at least considering this? Uh, yes, they have. So it is a new concept, like you had said before, other fractional types of CFO, stuff like that. Um, but I think it's overdue. You you should, you, when you're in the conversations and we get them to open up, it's like, man, where have you guys been? So it's like, uh, you know, uh, when can we have that conversation? Because I'm trying to juggle all the balls. I'm trying to do everything and I'm grinding and I'm, you know, working 50, 60, 70 hours a week, just trying to get the minimum done. So it's almost like uh, a godsend as far as why isn't this concept been thought of before? And there's some variations of it out there, but not to the extent that we're bringing on qualified elite sales managers, plugging them into accounts, and then really turning the uh, sales around or uh, exceeding uh, sales goals that they have uh, that they have put down. Now, do you have any advice for that kind of overstressed owner that hasn't really felt compelled or is maybe fearful of delegating the sales aspect? Because a lot of especially founder owners where they're the ones who invented the thing, they are very emotionally connected to whatever it is they're doing. And they think sometimes that they're the only ones that can communicate the value exactly right. Um, Do you have any advice for that folk, that person when it comes to, you know, taking the plunge and delegating? Because it can, like you said, it can change their life in terms of freeing up a lot of time and stress, and then they can really start focusing on the bigger picture and really grow in the organization. We do see that quite a bit, Lee, and it is a stressor not only to try to manage it for the owner, but also to think about turning over that sales management piece because you know we have a passion for sales. We love sales, and we are, we are always quick to say sales is number one in an organization. If when you've got when sales is going well, it solves a lot of problems. Everything is is great. When sales are down, it's it's um, puts a microscope on everything, and everybody's challenged. So we do run into this, and and the way that we work through it is just balancing it between if a business owner wants to get out of this long term, they really have to take those steps. So we really walk them through. And I don't want to say ba- well, I guess baby steps, right? And we do come alongside them and work with them. So sometimes we might work four to six months with an owner in those sales meetings with the salespeople until they get to that comfort level. Other times it can go faster and it often does, but if it, but if it can't, it needs to be a slower process. We definitely walk alongside those owners to help them. And with that said, it brings up a good point of the technical side. So when we are coaching salespeople, a lot of it is about their effectiveness when they're on a call, when they're in front of someone, activity, helping them be better and more focused and and set priorities with their activity levels, balance between account management and new sales. The technical side also is a piece of it, but the owner or other engineers or other people in the business are always and often a part of the sales process. So while we do come in and act as sales manager, that owner or other key individuals are often still very involved in the sales process on closing business and bringing in technical expertise. So we're picking up the other side of the sales management piece, the accountability, the rhythms, coaching, uh, development, skills, all of those things to complement what that owner or um, other leaders in the business might be doing in terms of supporting sales. But but it definitely can be a challenge for some owners. 
Now, are there any symptoms, maybe the breadcrumbs that lead them to opening their mind and, and calling your team at Open Book Selling? Are there some things that are happening in their organization that are clues maybe to you as an outsider that, hey, maybe they should be calling us, but they don't realize that there's, a, you know, may, trouble might be ahead? Right. So I can think of a few things that would come to mind. One is maybe some mishires on firing or excuse me, on firing on hiring. So they've had really a struggle in the area of bringing on new salespeople. They, they haven't, they don't have the right process in place to maybe train them and bring them into the fold. A lot of times we will talk with business owners. That would be one of the first things they would bring up. Another one would be that they have growth goals and they've really been sort of flat and they have not been able to reach those goals and they're just, you know, they don't have that extra time to put into it. So maybe they haven't been able to grow a team. They're not hitting their sales goals would be another one, of course, in terms of challenges. Uh, the other thing would be struggling with having one or two key salespeople that really bring in all the sales. So sometimes that would be a catalyst where they really come to the understanding that nothing is really going to change unless they change something and they will look for us to help them with what that solution might be. So those, those are generally some triggers. So now walk me through, um, if I'm thinking of hiring you, what are some of the steps? So at first um, I'm going to talk to somebody on your team and then we're going to together decide if this is a good fit. But then if we decide it's a good fit, what, like how does the process usually kind of like, what's the onboarding process usually look and feel like? So normally um, they would, we, Tom and I actually like to be involved on the upfront process of, in terms of any client that we bring on, because we want to be more than a hundred, you know, we want to be 110% satisfied that we can, that it's the right fit for us. Right. So we actually would usually have a first contact or first conversation. And if we think there's a fit, then we bring in the sales leader that we think is the right fit for them and their organization. And they actually come alongside us in the whole process of, working through a situation and to determine if there is a fit and that we are going to do business. So in our own sales process, we bring in the sales leader as part of that. And if we do determine there's a fit and it makes sense, then we uh, have, have what I would say a standard onboarding process. Now, of course, with every organization, it's a little bit different, but that first month is really dedicated to understanding them and understanding the business, getting to know the people we have what we call discovery day where we might go in for half day or a full day and we meet with not only the, um, the owner, but all the other key individuals could be a marketing person, operations. So we, so our sales leader would spend time learning the business. We would have a half day sales meeting, let's say for four salespeople where they would come in and our sales leader would get to know them. Then we would have one-on-one -on -one conversations with the each individual salesperson and then we meet with the owner. So that first month is really heavy intensive of understanding what's going on. And then we build a plan or a roadmap with the business owner for what the next few months look like and what the transition is between us learning, us coming alongside them to that goal of when our sales leader is fully immersed as the sales manager. And that timeline could be anywhere from three months to eight months or nine months, depending on the organization. On average, I'd say it's probably about three months, give or take. Now, um, how are you compensated? Is this a flat retainer? Is this a uh, retainer plus, um, you know, results-oriented uh, compensation? How, how do you get paid? Yeah, so so typically it's flat rates based on the number of sales reps uh, an organization has. And again, our sweet spot is three or more. 
Um, so it's flat rate. A lot of the heavy lifting's up front, as Catherine alluded to. I mean, we have uh, a lot of work to do with the discovery and getting up to speed our sales leaders. Um, so that flat rate is is really how we like to operate, and it really depends on the extra stuff that we're doing too. So not only sales reps, but if we're also in there doing a lot of structure, accountability, um, you know, things that uh, messaging and that kind of stuff, certainly the price tag will go up. But that's all really discussed and um, talked about before we enter into that agreement. Everybody needs to be comfortable with exactly what we're doing. And we kind of, uh, we take pride in how we show, how we kind of lay things out for you um, uh, on the uh, way our calendar set up, the number of hours that you're going to have to commit to it as a company and those types of things, because we don't want to engage with you and you've got 17 other projects going on and you're not going to give this, this sales process its due and what we do here at Open Book Selling. So if somebody wanted to learn more and get a hold of you or somebody on your team, is there a website? There sure is. Um, it's pretty easy, openbookselling.com. Um, so you can get a hold of us there or you can um, uh, email us, uh, both email us as well. And our emails are on the website as, long, as well as our phone number. And then on the website, they can kind of get a feel of your philosophy, your team, things like that? Absolutely, yep. Well, thank you both for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Lee, thanks so much for having us. Uh, we certainly appreciate that as well. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio.